Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Join us for a journey as we go back to the great civilizations of the past. Who were the people? What were they like? How did they begin? And how did they end? Let's find out on episode 19, Greece in the early 9th century BC. Last time on the fan of history, Ashur Nepal II, chosen of Ashur, king of Assyria, marched victoriously to the Mediterranean from Assyria. But now it's time to talk about the Greeks, who will become very important to our story. Dan, what's going on over in Greece? Well, uh, we haven't talked about them much yet, but they will become very important. Uh, let me ask you, Brennan. Sure. What do you think about when you think about ancient Greece? Oh, you know, Parthenon, civil discourse, in, um, basically the seat of civilization. Those are the images that are, you know embedded in my brain as far as Greece is concerned. Any particular places? Um, like uh, Athens and um, I think of where else. Maybe a city filled with uh, crazy warriors? Like Sparta! Yeah! <laughs> yes. There will always be Sparta because of 300 Yes. I will always think about that. <laughs> we'll make three episodes just about Sparta. Nice. Uh, not too far from now. Um, the picture we have of Greece is almost everything is from the 5th and the 4th century. Mm -hmm. 
BC. We are in the early 9th century BC and Greece is a very different place. Extremely different. Because when I started the Fano History Project, I consider everything just practicing on presenting ancient history because I wanted to talk, and I still haven't, about the Bronze Age collapse. That's what I really want to cover back in 1200 BC. Mm-hmm. And the Bronze Age collapse uh, is pretty much the total end of civilization, especially for Greece. So the old Bronze Age civilization, the uh, the, the guys that fought the Trojans, uh, Mycenae, uh, it's all gone. There is... Um, Today we consider history moving forward, technology moves forward, everything is always better in some sense Right. Uh, the further you go into time. But that has not always been the case. And this is one spectacular example of how civilization ends. Wow. Uh, so what? we have to talk about that a, a bit here. Okay, I was about to ask, what, what actually brought on the collapse? Because you would think at this point... You know, they've once you've been able to smelt bronze and can actually, you know, work with a you know durable substance like that, you'd think that there wouldn't be such a terrible collapse. Maybe I'll also make a case for uh, the fact that that this collapse actually made Greece into the cradle of Western civilization because uh, I don't think Mycenae could have been that cradle. Um, but f- before we go any further, we should sure. define what we mean by the Greeks, because that's not very clear at this time. Uh, the name Greeks come from the Romans, because the Romans encountered one tribe of Hellenes called uh, the Greci, and they just thought, okay, everybody over <laughs> here are like these guys, so they are the Greeks. Just some broad generalization happening. <laughs> Soon the Greeks will refer to themselves as the, Hel- the Hellenes. But right now, in the 9th century BC, uh, that sounded weird. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in the 9th century BC and before, uh, they referred to themselves as two peoples, the Dorians and the Chians, and maybe even the Ionians. And you will see when they appear in the Assyrian records, they are always the Ionians. Um, But first, let's talk about the Bronze Age collapse then. Okay. We have Mycenae, this powerful civilization um, with city-states, some of whose names you will recognize, like Athens. Back in the 13th century BC, there is the Trojan War. We know that uh, a war happened and Troy, Troy was involved. Uh, we found Troy in the 19th century uh, AD. Uh, but this civilization was totally destroyed. And it happened for many reasons, but the main problem was a migration of uh, nomads called the Dorians who came from the north and they, we have like the last records of the Mycenaes uh, the Mycenaes civilization is like oh no they are coming we have to keep watch oh keep guard oh what the hell is going on 
And then they are all gone. And all the cities are destroyed. All the cities are abandoned. Uh, And even though Athens actually exists uh, in the 9th century BC, in the early 9th century BC, it's nothing like uh, the big city uh, that was in the 13th century BC. And it's nothing like the big city that will arise, nothing like classical Athens. Mm. Uh, So these were nomadic herdsmen. And the, the Greeks will later tell the story that they were the sons of Hercules coming back to reclaim his land. So they were like... They, they were actually Greeks, but uh, they, they were far from it. <laughs> uh, they didn't have a written language, and the old written language, Linear B, is that now I'm out on uh, thin ice here, but the written language of the Mycenae civilization was lost and gone forever. People forgot how to read and write for 400 years. Wow. Uh, that was an ancient language that was very hard to learn and uh, you just didn't have time to teach anybody Uh, the Dorians were warriors and they were nomadic herdsmen and you pretty much had to become a nomadic herdsman to uh, escape the Dorians you could then take your herds and hide in the mountains and uh, survive the only parts of the Greek um, what we consider today Greece that wasn't invaded was Attica where Athens is so a pocket of Achaeans survives in Attica and Athens actually survives and is never taken in the Dorian invasion and the structure of this invasion is very unclear then it's only legendary so there's a question if there was actually any method to it they just they just um, plundered and ran and uh, Yeah, it was just chaos. Um, This had actually happened to to Greece before in 2000 BC, uh, which which was surprising to me when I read this. Um, But staying in the cities was crazy because then the Dorians would find you. (laughs) uh, They didn't get to the islands in um, um, the island of Euboea. This will be a pronunciation nightmare for many episodes to come. (laughs) The island of Euboa is the second biggest island in Greece, uh, second only to Crete. Mm -hmm. And it's located very close to the mainland uh, north of Attica. And that will be a very important place. But it was not invaded either. And the islands in the Ionian Sea also survives. But eventually the Dorians will uh, island hop as well. But... Uh, they will um, be a bit friendlier on the islands. But pretty much the the total uh, collapse of civilization only ends because the Dorians become civilized. And there is an an influence on them, which is quite unclear, uh, from this ancient heroic heritage of the Bronze Age, the mm-hmm. legends of the Trojan War, for example. And I'll make a case for um, that Homer was a real person, uh, the guy who made the Iliad and Odyssey, right. and that he hasn't lived yet. But it's stories like his, the, the ancient legends of the heroes, uh, the common language, they will be able to understand each other, the Dorians and the Chians, and the gods 
because they will the religions will merge that will forge a Greek identity but it hasn't happened yet in the early 9th century BC um, there is some uh, outside influence on the area that will become Greece it's mainly from the Phoenicians remember do you remember the Phoenicians oh yeah uh, they are, of course, trading with everybody. Right. And they are trading here. They're trading with Jeboa. They are trading with Athens. And they are probably trading with uh, the Dorians as well, if they can. Uh, there is Attican goods from this age found in Cyprus and in Syria. And uh, many Greeks flee uh, the Bronze Age collapse to Cyprus. So Cyprus has a, we'll probably make an episode about Cyprus as well, uh, because Cyprus has, uh, is sort of the, ref, ref, the, the place to flee to. And eventually it will be the Phoenicians who will teach the Greeks uh, to read and write again. Making there are their... also the, the Phrygians, right. mostly famous for their Phrygian cap, their silly little hat that the Smurfs <laughs> have. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, th that cap will symbolize freedom during the French Revolution. <laughs> they are actually in Macedonia and Trace at this time. And they will migrate at some unclear time uh, to uh, Turkey. And they have a lot of influence. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. But it's quite unclear exactly what they contribute to the Greeks. Hmm. The Sparta, uh, the Dorians will become civilized. Eventually they settle down and form uh, towns it's, or villages. It's very hard to call them cities yet. Nothing can be called a city in Greece in the 9th century BC. And you usually call the time between 1200 BC and 800 BC the Dark Age. Okay. 
And then you get into the archaic age between 800 and 500 BC or 400 BC. And then you have ancient Greece or classical Greece starting in 500 or 400. But some spectacular city-states that will play a lot of role, a lot of importance later is uh, Sparta, which is a very Dorian city. Corinth and Argos. Um, there is an event in Sparta that we'll actually talk about in the main narrative called the Eunomia, and that is sort of the end of chaos where the Spartans become the Spartan state by imposing order on themselves, pretty much. And that hasn't happened yet, so the Spartans are still a lot of crazy nomadic herdsmen warriors, but they will be proud of this heritage. So they, there will be a lot in the Spartan state that looks back to the Dorian heritage. And the, the Spartans and the people from Argos, they are may, probably the most Dorians of Dorians. So they, they will always be uh, yeah, doing Dorian things, being proud of the Dorian heritage. <laughs> Athens lives. Uh, strangely enough, but it's Athens of the 9th century BC is a very, very different place from anything you think of Athens. Uh, they claim that uh, they have like a line of kings and then they become uh, the Arch- Archons instead. Okay. But it's it's a village of at most uh, a couple of thousand people. And you, you, sort, you can see in the archaeological record how the city is abandoned and how it just shrinks into this small village. But they can, in the 9th century BC in Athens, build ships, and they do trade, but they can't read and write. How did they, how did they manage trade? Is there any record of how they even accomplished this? Or is it just all... I, you know, I think of trade, and I think of... And what I'm sure the Phoenicians thought too is you have to be able to keep a record of incoming and outgoing. And um, I can't imagine, you know, trading long term without some sort of ability. Strangely enough, trading is a lot older than uh, record keeping. But trading is the reason that record keeping or writing <laughs> appears in Mesopotamia then. Uh, long before this, but uh, they, they they could do trade. But one one way they do their trade is by piracy. Ah, so Greeks Greek pirates will be a thing, and that's actually the first time they are mentioned in the Assyrian sources. Is when they go on pirate raids, and they become a nuisance to uh, the Assyrians because they are plundering stuff on the sea. Wow. And like attacking coastal towns and uh, harem. Uh, this island of Eubea that I mentioned, uh, somebody correct me on the pronunciation. <laughs> uh, there are two cities on um, Eubea, or, or two important villages probably at this point, but they will become the most important cities in Greece more important than Sparta or Athens at first. Um, it's Chalkis and uh, Lefkandi. 
and they are perfectly located to uh, take advantage of the Phoenician influence, more so than Athens, actually. And they will also be the, the first big colonizers from Greece. But now we're getting uh, ahead of ourselves. <laughs> All right. So, so Greece is a very bleak place. Uh, the, the reason that uh, the Ache- some Achaeans survive is that Greece is a very mountainous place, very uh, hilled. That's why there are so many city-states eventually, because you are like naturally separated. There are valleys and then there are very high mountains. And you sort of have a pass or two that you can leave your valley. So it's very easy to form a state in a valley and then not have too much contact with the next valley. Well, that makes sense. One thing that kind of strikes me with just this overview of, you know, the Dark Age in Greece is, um, I know we don't often pull in modern, you know, talk about what's happening today compared to what's happening then. But if you look at recent events, this being the year 2015, for those tuning in from the future, welcome from the past. But um, Greece recently suffered a huge economic downturn. I mean, just catastrophic. Um, Almost the entire country was bankrupt. It was... I don't know if it's that extreme, but it was really, really bad, and they were trying to get help, being you know, being bailed out and whatnot. Um, a consequence of that, as I was reading today, there is a huge exodus of tech workers from Greece because there's just not the kind of pay they can't get their pay in Greece. So, if you want to look at it in terms of history. Greece is heading towards almost like a a uh, IT dark age because they can't afford to keep the talent. So it's just oh. up and leaving. So and, and if you think about it long term, how does that affect the uh, profitability of things in Greece? Everything's IT. Everything is internet related. Everything's networked. And if they're losing all of their skilled workers, what happens then? That'll be a problem. Big problem. It's like something uh, can't get better. Uh, yeah, the uh, yeah, li- like I said, we really take uh, ad- technological advancements uh, as a given, mm-hmm. but civilization uh, can end. And has done so several times. The other spectacular example is uh, Britain in the fourth century AD, uh, the fifth century AD, when the Romans leave, and Britain uh, really, really has a backward development. And two hundred years later, people think that giants built uh, the roads and aqueducts. Wow! But the Bronze Age collapse sticks out as the the biggest example in world history. I think the, mm-hmm. it's pretty much the end of civilization everywhere. And there is a final uh, everywhere around the Mediterranean in the sort of Western world. Right. And there's a final stand in Egypt when uh, one pharaoh fights an epic battle against chaos. And it's uh, fantastic. But <laughs> we'll cover that later. Okay. 
Okay, so okay. Egypt is the only nation state that really survives the Bronze Age collapse. Wow, that's amazing. Um, the Greeks then will uh, appear in our story. They will learn to read and write. They will uh, be very different from everybody else in that uh, they will uh, come. Yeah, they will start thinking for themselves in a way nobody ever has done before. But we'll. Uh, any questions on the Greeks? Um, no, I think I think that's it for me for now. I guess on the next episode, we're going to take a look at the army of the Neo-Assyrian Empire. We will. And the Assyrians are many centuries ahead of the Greeks at this point. <laughs> so it's really... In Assyria, things are moving ahead but they are a very conservative people and they don't think in terms of yeah um, advancement in that in the way we think they are very traditional right if it was the Assyrians will invent a lot of stuff and we'll talk about that as well but oh, wow. uh, they won't think as, as radically in new ways like the Greeks will I guess necessity does breed invention uh, one more thing I should sure. mention, the mm -hmm. Greeks actually. There is, uh, in the 8th century BC, um, there is, uh, and it starts now, in, or at the, this point in our story in the 9th century BC, mm -hmm. there is a very big, uh, very favorable weather conditions. And you have this enormous growth of farming, so they, and that's why uh, the herding is uh, not as important because it suddenly becomes very profitable to farm and you can feed a huge population. There's a population boom that is quite big. Makes sense. So, so from this abandoned country with, where population has dwindled because of Dorian invasion, right. population will suddenly explode pretty much and that's the main reason for the colonization process that starts in the 8th century BC alright that's very interesting well folks that brings us to the end please go to our YouTube like and subscribe we really appreciate it share us out tweet us out like us on Facebook also, please give us a review on iTunes. We really appreciate that. Um, Facebook slash Fan of History. Same with Twitter slash The Fan of History. Also, if you want to check out uh, Dan's work on the web, it is thefanofhistory.wordpress.com. And for The Fan of History, I am Brennan. I'm Dan. And we appreciate you tuning in. Thanks. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider supporting us on Patreon. Patreon.com slash fanofhistory. Just a dollar an episode would help us out. Thanks, and see you next time. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.